0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, lift off. Hey, everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning for WorkInsports.com, and this is the WorkInsports Podcast. Big week this week. Coming up on Wednesday is my interview with Raleigh Ann Gray. Raleigh is incredibly impressive, having worked at ESPN, Twitter, the Players' Tribune, and currently at Wasserman. Get this. At Wasserman, she is the Senior Director of Athlete Exchange. Now, what does that mean, right? You, some of these titles, you just have no idea what it actually means. But I'll tell you what it means. She works directly with the athletes Wasserman represents to help them build their brand and audience. Come on, dream job, right? We're going to learn all about that on Wednesday. And as if that wasn't enough, she also launched Must Love Sports, a sports company dedicated to helping people in the industry connect and learn from one another. Now, she took it one step further in the in the spring. During the initial phases of the corona quarantine, she said to herself, how can I help? What can I do? What can Must Love Sports do to help young people? Uh, And she identified a problem. She identified that students currently in school aren't able to complete their internship requirements to graduate. So she created a virtual internship session program utilizing all of her industry contacts to put together a curriculum and program to help students get the experience they need for free. 355 students enrolled, and she's changing the lives of so many young professionals. I hope you can tell I'm a huge fan of Raleigh, so please stay tuned for that on Wednesday. Also, later today, I'm interviewing Melissa Silberman, who is the Director of Partnership Activation for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm excited about this conversation because a lot of what we're going to talk about is how business changes and, and is tilting, because think about it. If you're in Partnership Activation, your job is to take a sponsor and activate their marketing campaign to expose it to as many fans as possible to make it happen and to work with those sponsors. Well, if there's no fans in the arena, how are they pivoting? How are they reaching fans differently? How are they going to approach this? How are they still going to tell sponsors, we can reach our fan base? I think it's a really interesting business conversation we're going to have later on today. And then later this week, I'm bringing back returning champion Joan Lynch from Working Nation to discuss how the sports industry employment will change in the near future. Uh, For those of you who are longtime listeners, Joan was on the show last year and was one of our most popular guests to date. She really knows employment and Her background as one of the main people behind the 30 for 30 series on ESPN. She also knows sports. She has that perfect combination of employment uh, industry knowledge, but also sports industry knowledge. So I'm fired up about that. I've also booked some other really cool guests in the coming weeks. So make sure to stay tuned, subscribe, share with friends and all that good stuff. Also, if you're a professor listening, it's time for you to check out our sports career game plan. Everyone is figuring out right now, how do I go online? How do I still get my students to be prepared? How do I teach them the right way? Well, we have an Online curriculum that will knock your socks off. Perfect for the online world we're migrating towards. 120 pages of career changing content, over three hours of videos, downloadable worksheets, checklists, quizzes, assignments, and more. It's a living textbook, growing with your students and preparing them to enter the sports world. If I just piqued your interest, if you're fired up like I am, email me, bclap at workinsports.com. That's two P's, bclap at workinsports.com, and I'll show you the goods. For the rest of you who aren't professors, well, tell your professors about it. And for the rest of you that aren't in school, well, tell somebody. All right, let's get into today's question. Oh, actually, one quick note. Every once in a while, Apple Podcasts will send me all the most recent reviews of the show. Thank you to everyone who has posted a review or given us a review. I really appreciate it. We have 194 ratings and a 4.9 average, so uh, no 0, 1, 2, or 3 stars. There's mostly 5s and a couple of 4s, so that's awesome. Thank you. So thank. first off, thank you for that. I also found one review really funny, so I want to read it to you. The headline a not-annoying podcast. (laughs) Good start, right? (laughs) Quote, Brian has great information, great guests, and a great show. He also speaks at a normal speed, which is so much better than those slow-talking podcasters speaking in soft tones. I want good info given to me in a normal conversational tone and speed. Cheers to fast talking! All right, that last part was me. But I just found this really funny because it made me think about all the other podcasts I listen to and how they do all tend to talk really slow. I think today... We are going to discuss tone and speed. And, you know, I can see why that would be boring. So I don't think you could listen to me on 1.5X or 2X because I'd sound like a chipmunk. All right. Today's question comes from Nick S., who it looks like just finished getting his MBA at Jacksonville State University. Congrats to you, Nick. Nick writes in. Hey, Brian. Just finished the newest gap year episode. Thanks, Nick. That was last week's episode. I took my gap year before grad school and just graduated in May with my MBA, which is really perfect timing, right? Uh, Yeah. I I feel your sarcasm there, Nick. Uh, I obviously want to work in sports, but I feel the need to get a job as soon as possible. Do you think that it would be a viable concept to accept a position in a business? and be able to eventually switch to the sports industry down the road. I have no idea what to do if I were to receive, say, a marketing offer from a business company rather than a sports team. What should I do? Great question, Nick. Let's get into it. Uh, I obviously have feelings on this, and I will share them shortly, but no joke, immediately after you sent me this email, I was killing time on Twitter, eating a sandwich or something, and I saw a friend of the show, Dior Ginyard, post a response to your question. Like, it was like, the strangest serendipitous thing. Like I literally just read your question. I go onto Twitter and I mean, you didn't ask it of him. I'm just saying he literally volunteered just out of the blue that answer, which I thought was really cool. Uh, For those of you that haven't listened long enough, Dior is a senior player manager for the NFL players association and one of our great past guests. I love Dior. Anyway, what he said was to recent college graduates looking to break into the sports industry during these unprecedented times. Don't be afraid to take a job outside of sports. At this point in your career, any kind of professional experience is good for you. Now, I think it's really crazy that he responded that right as Nick was sending me this email, but I am 100% in agreement with this. Now, I also have more than 280 characters to express my feelings, so I'll go into greater depth than Dior did. But the headline in all of this, Nick, and everyone listening, is hell yeah. Expand, take the opportunity, and always think about the skills you are learning and how they eventually will translate back to sports. All right, story time. Last year, I spoke with W. David Livingston. Fancy-sounding name, isn't it? Every time I say that, I feel just like... I don't know. Like, he's got an aura about him. Anyway, at the time, he was the president of the Atlanta Legends of the Alliance of American Football. No need to get into the success of the AAF, or lack thereof, other than to say the AAF seems like it happened a decade ago, and it was like a year ago. 2020 is a drag, man. Anyway, David's resume is incredibly impressive. Cleveland Cavaliers, IMG, Spectra. Do you know where he got his first job after getting his MBA? Brand management with Procter & Gamble. Nowhere near the sports industry. After two years at P&G, he transitioned directly to sports. I could tell you 100 more stories like this. And I could tell you another 100 stories of talent acquisition managers who tell me they love to hire people with outside experience from other industries. It just changes their internal culture and brings in a new perspective. And that's a powerful thing. So working in sport does not require starting in sports and always being in sports and only being in sports. Experience can be gained in a lot of different ways. Working in sports requires skill development that will make you impactful in the the industry. And that can be learned almost anywhere. Look, I am a hound for the big names. I love having CNN, Sports Illustrated, and Fox Sports on my resume because it immediately gives me credibility when somebody sees it. But it also taught me industry best practices. I learned organization, business structure, accountability. I observed top leaders and creators. I was immersed in the best technology and approaches. Those things set me up for success. You could learn all of those things at Microsoft or at Home Depot or at any corporate offices of a major company. So don't think you can only be limited to a sports packaging. Yes, you want to work in sports and that can still be your ultimate goal, but don't wait for a job in sports if you have other opportunities. Or even more so, don't be afraid to actively look outside of sports right now to get your start. And this is coming from someone who works for a sports job board, so you know I'm being honest. Like, seriously, like, I wouldn't tell you that. It's not in my best interest at all. But I do think it's important, especially now, to be willing to look broader. Okay, so... A couple more points. Look for the best opportunity to improve in the right ways. So not all jobs are created equal. Like just getting any job in marketing may not really help you, but getting a job at a, a reputable organization that has some power and has some a potential for you to learn those certain skills, I think can actually set you up for a lot of growth. I think if you can get something on your resume that's a standout moment, that will help in a lot of different ways. Other teams, leagues, organizations that are to sports are going to say, Oh, I've heard of Procter and Campbell. I know you learned some good things there. You can tell a story with that. You can tell a narrative. Um, if you do some, you know, podunk job at a small, it, it might not have the same power. So in that instance, I might wait a little bit, but if you can get an opportunity at a, I don't even mean like a, it has to be a fortune 100 company. I'm just saying like, make sure that it's something that will stand out for the right way on your resume. Also, Spend the time to understand what skills are in demand for your role that you want to be in in the sports industry, because what you might find is that every role you're looking at in marketing or whatever it is that you want to do in sports has certain things that they are saying that they want. Well make sure you take a job that's going to help you learn those skills. There are marketing platforms, there are you know uh, CRM programs, there are uh, leadership opportunities, there are organizational structures and different things that you can be making sure that you're spending your time learning outside of sports that will translate directly back to sports. Think always towards your end goal plan. What do I need to get back to sports? What skills do I want to continually acquire? What things are going to make me more marketable? How can I track metrics that uh, when I start this job, I I can then put into my resume that I increased revenue, I increased open rate, I increased social media followers, whatever it is that you think will help you translate yourself back to sports. Number three, employers look for outside vision and knowledge. I'm telling you, every talent acquisition manager I talk to will tell me it's a balance. Hiring is a balance. You hire people that have only sports experience. You hire people that have outside experience. You hire people and promote them from within because that sends a powerful message. Everything is broken down that way. You have different types of people you hire for different reasons, but you don't discuss anybody because their experience is in a different industry. You look at that as a benefit. You look at that as something that can help push them forward. Now, Nick, for you specifically, do you have your MBA? And I think you had an undergrad in sports management, and then you get a business experience somewhere else. You've kind of get the power combination, right? You have a little bit of sports experience. You probably have an internship in sports. You got your MBA, which proves your business knowledge. You get a job in some other business field. You keep growing that your, your, um, your skills. Skill set and making yourself more marketable, your transition back to sports would be relatively simple, I would imagine. So don't lose faith in that and take the opportunity when you can. You are so much better off on your resume to have consistent employment than some really long layoff. Even right now with coronavirus, like listen, everybody's going to be understanding, everybody's going to get that this is a tough time and people are losing work and nobody's going to overly judge that. But in general, generally speaking, If you can get a gig, a good gig, a good opportunity and consistently work through ups and downs and learn the right things and get the right skills, that is better than sitting around waiting for that perfect sports opportunity. The sports world is a lot smaller. As I've tried to tell you, when we hit our top in our job board, we're around 25,000 jobs in the sports industry. Now, that sounds like a lot, but if you go to Google or go to Monster and type in accounting jobs, you'll find 600,000. Right. So it's just there's a perspective here. There's not as many opportunities in sports. That's why our site provides so much value is because we're out there finding all of the opportunities and bringing them into one place, which I think is a huge benefit to all of you out there. And you should seriously check out the new work in sports.com because I think we've done an incredible job rebuilding it. Um, but when jobs come up, we're going to have them and you're going to know about them. But what I'm trying to get at is that there's a limited amount of opportunity there. We're a lot lower now with coronavirus. We think we're at 13 or 14,000, which is still a good amount, but not compared to the greater marketplace, not compared to every possible business out there in every industry. So take the opportunities where you can and then work to transition your way back to sports by making sure you track all your experiences outside of sports back to their relevance in the sports industry. As my good buddy Dior said, uh, don't be afraid to take a job outside of sports. At this point in your career, any kind of professional experience is good for you. I agree 100%. All right, everyone. Hope that helps, Nick. Everyone tune in on Wednesday for my friend, Raleigh Ann Gray, and subscribe, post a review, because if it's a good one, I'll read it. I'm going to start reading reviews on this message if they're good, on this podcast if they're good. It's got a little bit of funny to it. If you're just going to compliment me, that's going to seem like I'm being kind of a narcissist. But if you say a little something funny, you know what? I might, I might read it out here all right carry on everyone be smart be safe put on a mask don't fight it just do it please all right take care everybody be safe